as our children are going out to Children's Church. I don't mind it a bit. One of the greatest blessings I have about every morning of my life now, as you know, Bradley and Taylor live in our basement. Well, every morning I get to hear Mason come up. Across the floor. And he's running back and forth. And I'm like, there he is, you know, just I love to hear the the sound of little children's foot, foot, footprints and to hear their laughs and, and all the rest. We come here to this morning. Uh, Matt and Amber have come and did Amber leave? She just don't want to be part of this or what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking out here. Okay, well, where's mom and baby? They're back there in the back. Uh, Matt and Amber have come and, and expressed that they would like to dedicate their child to the Lord and uh, I'm always honored and uh, glad to do that, and, but I wanted to share with you, some of them may, may know, and, and I think this is only the second one I've done since I've been here, where do we get the idea from baby dedication? What is that all about? Uh, many churches do different things, and uh, I know there's a lot of churches that will come up and they'll have a, a string of parents and, and mother and father and child strung across the, the, the platform, and they just say a quick prayer for them, but to me, this is very important, and I'm not knocking what they do, but this is a very important decision of the parents. Uh, it's a very important part of our church family. And so I don't take it lightly. I, I want you to understand why we do it, why, why this is so important to me or so important, I believe, to God. Uh, uh, so let me just uh, start with that, and and uh, you know we we get gifts in life, and uh, and uh, we we get we get different things, and they're prized possessions. You know, it may be a motorcycle, or maybe a motorcycle, or <laughs> maybe you know things that you're just a, a car, or or you know whatever that you may get that's just a super prized possession, and you hold it dear, and you think, well, I'm going to hold on this for a long time. You know, this is a keepsake of mine, but I want to tell you there is no greater gift than a child. Amen. And, uh, wow, I didn't, Hallmark cards got me today, I guess, but uh, <laughs> sort of emotional day for me. But childs are a great gift from God. And when we understand that, that it's a gift from God, that, that as parents we have been entrusted by God to bring up a child, another human being, and it's our responsibility to raise them up and teach them about the love of God. It, it is humbling. It's sobering when you come to the reality of that. And I believe that, that Matt and Amber are at that place right now to understand that how important this is. This child, this is not just for this short time here on earth. But what they will teach this child and, and how they raise this child may make a difference for eternity. And so it's a very important thing. And so a lot of times when we get gifts, we, we have a hard time wanting to let go or, or to give back. Well, they've come today and they want to say, we, wanna, we understand it's a gift from God. We understand that, that God has entrusted us this and 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 we want to give this back to the Lord as an offering to the Lord it's it's his child we're just stewards of what he's given us and so that in in, in part is what baby dedication about um, we understand from scripture that 
that uh, children belong to God and that children are a gift of God. David talked about in Psalms 127, he says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Do you know that having children is a reward? Now, when they're a teenager, Matt and Amber, you might not think so. <laughs> but they are a reward. Children are a reward. And sometimes it, I know it gets trying, and sometimes it's difficult when you've, you've said something a thousand times and they still don't have it. But you, we must always remember that, that the children are a reward. He says, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. What's he saying? Uh, Happy is the man who hath his quiver full of them, that they shall not be ashamed, for they shall speak with the enemies at the gate. What is David saying there? To have a whole quiver full of children is a blessing from God. Happy is the man. I don't mean you need 10 or 12 of them now, or maybe so. That's up to God. But he said uh, children bring fullness to the family. Fullness to the parents. Uh, as, as a mighty warrior, it makes a, a mother and father proud to, that God has blessed them with children. Uh, and we have that awesome responsibility to care for this gift, as I said, and a, uh, uh, the privilege to enjoy this gift. Um, let me uh, show you an illustration in the Bible. Turn in your Bible to 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Now I'll give you a little bit of history again while you're turning. Uh, the first part of 1 Samuel chapter 1, uh, there's a lady, uh, Hannah, and uh, her, uh, her husband, El- Elkanah. Uh, he is, they're, they're married, and, and Hannah is barren, and, and her husband, also marries another woman. Uh, you know, back then that was popular to have two wives or more. Well, what, Hannah was barren. The other wife wasn't. And she would just sort of uh, tease Hannah about it because Hannah was the first wife and she couldn't have children. And it really aided her, at her. And so much one time that she was at the temple at the time of sacrifices praying on the temple steps and the priest thought she was drunk. She was so upset. So, no, I'm not drunk. I, I am just really asking God for a child, begging God for a child. Uh, some of you know what that's like, to be barren and to, to want a child so bad, and it don't seem like you can ever have. Tiffany went through that thing. Uh, Tiffany, well, that thing, that wasn't a good word, was it? <laughs> went through that. And the doctors told her, you'll probably never have children. She's working on number four now. So what do doctors know, right, Miss Marie? What do doctors know? God can do great and mighty things in his purpose and in his plan. Uh, so here's Hannah. She's praying for a child uh, and, and earnestly praying. And, and then she left the, the temple, and, and it says here, look in verse 20. We pick up here in verse 20. It says, Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come, about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel. And because I have asked of him in the Lord. So Samuel means asked of God. Uh, and the man El- Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the early act, uh, sacrifice and his vow. 
But Hannah went up, not up. For she said to her husband, I will not go up until the child is weaned, and then I will bring him, that he may appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. And Elkan, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth good to thee, tarry until thou hast weaned him. Only the Lord had established his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until he, uh, she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephraim of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him into the house of the Lord at Shiloh. Shiloh. And the child was young. And they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. And said, and she said, O, Lord, o my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I have asked. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord, and he shall worship the Lord there. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, as we come today and we study your word and, and uh, we come with this baby, baby dedication service, Lord, I pray that you would just lead and guide us. I pray that you would uh, impress upon us the importance of, of what we're doing here this morning, uh, that we give this child or we offer this child back to you, knowing that it is yours to begin with. All things are yours. Lord, I pray for Matt and Amber this morning as they, as they raise the child in the nurture and admonition of the Lord that you would lead and guide them, give them wisdom. Lord, just be with us in these next few minutes as we study this in your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So here's Hannah. She has prayed for a child, prayed for a child, prayed for a child, and she finally gets one. And as it comes time to go to the temple again, and the first time I, I get, or I don't know if it was the first time, but whenever it was, that her husband says, oh, come on. She says, no, I'm not going yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not going to go till I've weaned the child. Uh, but I'll go after that. See, Hannah knew, and I'm sure she had talked to her husband about it, because he said, do what seemeth right. I'm sure they'd been talking about what they're going to do here but Hannah decided that this child, God has given me this child, blessed me with this child. I'm giving the child back to him for his service. Now, Hannah uh, went full course with this. She did a little differently than, than, uh, than y'all are doing here this morning. Don't, don't bring the kid to me. I, I don't want to raise it. I don't want to raise the child. But, but what she did is she took, the, took, uh, took Samuel... The last judge, we talked last week about the judges. We took the last judge of Israel, the one that God uh, used to appoint the first king over Israel, did great and mighty things with him. This was Samuel, Hannah's son. And, and she took him to, when she, the time came and she was led of the Lord to come, she took him to the temple and, and, and offered him back to God. Lent him is what the King James says. Or gave him back to the Lord. And as she did that, he stayed at the temple. Uh, I think that's why she wanted to wait till he was older. She wanted to wait till he was uh, mature enough. And she taught him all she could um, uh, why he was young about how to pray to God and listen to God. And, and uh, we see through Samuel's life how that came to pass. 
how uh, God called him and, and the Lord was with him and how his mother had given him back. So this is where we get the idea of dedicating or one of the places in scripture that we get the idea of dedicating our children back to the Lord. If you look on in the, in the next chapter of Samuel, Samuel 2, you have Hannah's prayer about how God had richly blessed her with his child and, and how she would give him back. But God also did more than that because Hannah was obedient to what she felt God was doing. God blessed her with more children. I think it was three sons and two daughters even after that. And even more, we see Samuel grow up to be a man of God that is used greatly by God uh, in, in the work that God had to do. And it all became from a mother and father that says, this is a blessing from God. This is God's. We're giving it back for his service. And so that's what the, the idea of a baby dedication is. Uh, it doesn't save the child. It doesn't guarantee the child is going to heaven. There's probably good odds. Probably, uh, probably the best you can get. Uh, I think a lot of times that that may be a lot of our problems today that are, as young parents, we don't think it's important to understand where this child came from. It's not mine. It's God's. My life is not mine. This child's life is not it is. It's God's. And that we give them back. We dedicate them back to the Lord. And, and you say, well, Brother Kenny, why don't we just, you know, they could have done that at home. Well, I'm sure they've already done it at home. But we come together as a church body, as a family of God, as the family, the bride of Christ to come together and say, open, profess that they, this is our intentions as parents. We want to raise this child to know God and to love God. And we want your, as our family, we want your support. We want your prayers. Because there's going to be difficult times. There's going to be times when she's not going to listen. She's not going to listen, trust me. Once she's a child, no, I'm not going to go there. But this is not the only idea. There's also a place, and if you read in Luke chapter 2, that Mary and Joseph went to the temple and made a dedication of the Son of God, Jesus, back to God. We're giving him back to him. We're giving him to the Lord. And you can read it. It said, when the days of our purification according to the law of Moses were as accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This is not the only place we see this in scriptures that the, the parents would bring their child in an open public profession and say, we're giving it back to the Lord. Uh, we're giving this child back to serve the Lord all the days of their, their life. Uh, it was a commandment in the law. Uh, the firstborn uh, male of every Israelite was to be uh, brought before the Lord and there would be a sacrifice. And that's what you read about here with Hannah. There would be a sacrifice, a particular sacrifice, depending on uh, your status of wealth. Uh, Mary and Joseph uh, did some turtle doves and some uh, pigeons because they were poor. But Hannah did the, the bullock and stuff. And so it was a very uh, special occasion as they would dedicate this child back to the Lord. So that's where we get the idea of the baby dedication. Now, parents, Matt and Amber. As you've come forth and you say, I want to dedicate this child to the Lord, 
the first thing I want you to understand, look in Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but the fools despise wisdom and instruction. You obviously understand that this child is the Lord's and that you want to give this back. And God's word gives you all the instruction on how to raise that child. See, you're, we, we come up a lot of times, and, and uh, that's why I, I don't really care for just having a string up, and we have a little short prayer. Everybody gets their flower or whatever and goes sits back down. That's not what baby dedication is to me. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, parents come in, oh, it's a good time to dress them up in their cute little outfits, and that's nice. And you say, we're dedicating this back to the Lord. But that means you're dedicated to the Lord, too. Not just the child. You're making a commitment to God that I will raise this child. I'll teach this child the ways of the Lord. I'll teach this child to love you. I'll teach this child to serve you the best of my ability. So it's not only a dedication for the child, but it's a dedication for you. It's a commitment of you that you're committing to God, that you, will, that you understand you've been entrusted by God with these, these children that he's blessed you with and that you will do your best to serve them and, and, and teach them the ways of the Lord. Um, God has made it very clear, as I said in his law in the book of Deuteronomy, God is talking to, uh, through Moses to the nation of Israel and he makes it very clear. He says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God in is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. That's first to the parents. That's what you're going to do. The first thing you've got to do is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind as parents. And then he said, looks what he says here. After you've established that, parents, and, and he said, And these words which I command thee this day shall be on your heart, parents. Mothers, fathers, grandfathers. That's the most important thing. Then look what he says in verse uh, Deuteronomy 6, 7. He says, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto your children. So once you've established in your heart that God's word is true, that you love the Lord to your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and then your mind, then your next responsibility is teach your children. It's not my job to teach your children. It's not the Sunday school teacher's job to teach your children, parents. Uh, it's not the, the VBS director, as much as we love doing it, it's not VBS's responsibility to teach your children. Parents, God holds you accountable to teach your children about him. Now, we do what we can for support and love, and all, but ultimately, God has given you the child. It's your responsibility to teach them, as he uh, put here and spelled out so clearly in Deuteronomy. It is the, the uh, responsibility of the, ch the children to teach them in the, nurture, uh, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I'd also like to say on that in Ephesians 6, 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It's sad to me when you see a mother bring the children to church 
week after week, the Sunday school and the vacation Bible school, but daddy don't have time for it. Father, I know it's not Father's Day. Fathers, what are you telling your children? It's good for you, but not for me. It's something you need, but I don't. There's going to be a rude awakening when you, when you get to heaven. God's holding you, fathers, accountable. Yeah, he holds the parents, the mother, and all the rest. But ultimately, daddies, God holds you responsible to teach your children about him. That's God's law, not mine. It's not, it's not the church's job. It's not anybody. It's your responsibility for you and your wife to teach the children. So the next thing I want to get to is, okay, now why do we do it in church? Why is this so important to do it in this kind of setting? Why couldn't they just done it at home? As I said, it's a public profession that they're making. So the church is to be challenged. And, and one of my favorite scriptures, I guess, is Exodus 17, verses tw- 10 through 12. And it's a picture of, of Moses when Israel is fighting the battle. And God says, hold up your staff. And as long as you hold up your staff, you'll win the battle. But Moses would or hold up his arms and he said, you'll win the battle. And then Moses' arms got tired and they began to droop. They began to lose the battle. And he tried to get his arms back up again. And then come Aaron and they would come up and they would lift up his arms and hold up his arms. Now I said that's a picture of deacons helping a pastor. But it also is a picture of us helping and encouraging one another. It, it takes all of us to win the battle. Church, as they've come and they're part of our church family and they want to make a a public profession here that we want to raise this child, we want to dedicate our lives to the Lord, we want to dedicate our, our, our child that we will raise this child to know and to love the Lord, they're going to need help. They're going to need a church family that's going to love them and encourage them and pray for them. So it's very important that the church is as much behind this as they are. So in a nutshell, I guess that's a short sermonette kind of thing on where we get baby dedication, what it's all about. I believe it's scriptural. Uh, As I said, it doesn't save the child uh, or anything like that, but it it helps us to know that that child is being raised with all uh, possibilities of being saved. I mean, ultimately it's going to be the child's choice to accept the Lord as Savior. I want to make that clear. The baby dedication is not salvation for the child, but it's a dedication of the parents to give back to the Lord what he's given them and a dedication of the parents to teach the child to love them. And it should be a dedication of our church family to stand behind the parents that have come forward and says, we need your prayers. We need your help. We need your encouragement. Uh, Older women, we need your wisdom. We need your understanding. It should be a dedication of all of us to do this. Uh, there's a, an old proverb they say, it takes a whole village to raise a child. And I, I know they say in a, somewhere in Africa that that, that that came from. And all the village would help as, 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 as the fathers were working, the mothers were cooking, the kids were running around. 
It took the whole village to watch out for the children, to look out for the dangers for the child. Now, it's their responsibility, but we need to help them look out for the children, not just them, but any children. Now, don't go correcting them. Don't go spanking them. That's mom and daddy's job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've been there before. I think I've got a whooping by somebody in church before, and wow. Now, you know what it resulted in? Getting another whooping from my daddy. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> but I think we need to stand behind her. Matt and Amber, if you'll come. Beautiful little baby. <laughs> Wide awake. There you go. Hold her up so everybody can see her. Now they've come, church, and say this is a gift from God. And we want to give it back to God for his purpose, to glorify him. Church, will you commit to being behind them, to help them, to pray for them, to encourage them in all that? Will you do that, church? I'll do my best as my promise to you as your pastor. I'll do my best that I can to help you and encourage you and pray for you. And uh, I want to just pray for them right now. And as I pray, will you pray for them to encourage them? Can I hold her? I just want to hold her. There's nothing special about it. I just like little babies. Here we go. We okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this child. We thank you for the parents that have come together to, to say, Lord, we want to give them back what you've so greatly given us. Lord, I pray for Matt and Amber right now that you would just give them the wisdom and courage, Lord, to raise this child in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Lord, bless their family. Bless them in all that they do. We pray for the baby now that it would just grow to, to serve you and to love you and to know you as your personal Savior. Lord, help us as a church family to just stand behind them, encouraging them, and to, to help them to to guide this child and as they learn, Lord, just be with them in all that they do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh-oh. Okay. There we go. Enough of that. Well, praise the Lord. I, I know this is sort of a different service and all the rest, but, but I'd like for you in a minute to, to come around, love on them. You may want to tell them something special yourself. Uh, that you would stand behind them. You got anything you want? I don't know if I should ask you that or not. You got anything you wanted to say? No. I, I just think it's an honor to be able to do this. Uh, we did it for Ellie. And uh, she's already starting to ask questions about the Lord. And that's all him, not us. And, uh, and I believe that now that we've done this, and we've already have prayed about it and given it to the Lord, but this is different. And uh, I know that she's going to grow up, both of them are going to grow up to be strong women of God. So. Amen. You got anything to say, Ms. Amber? She's not, she doesn't say too much. <laughs> she acts well, but she doesn't say too much. Well, I've got something here as your pastor. I don't know if she's got one yet, but I'm going to say it's the first one. I want to give her her first Bible. Wow. Wow. 
throw it pink when I could find. <laughs> but uh, I, got, I remember when I was dedicated as a child, they just gave me a little New Testament, and I still got it. And uh, I want to sign it here in a little bit and put a verse in there. And one day she can read it and look at it and uh, remember this day that her mom and daddy gave her to the Lord for his purpose, for his glory. So there's her Bible, and I got a little certificate I'll give you in a minute. Uh, are we happy for them? Church, will we stand behind them? God bless you.